Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and all the rest of you subterranean mutants that listen to our podcast. It is Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. I am, of course, Sean Studley Hood. And across from me, as all well, I say as always, he wasn't here last week. Dave no. is here, man. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, he's back. He's I'm back. back. He goes on you know trips around the world, exotic places. Yeah, Cooperstown, New York. That's so exotic. <laughs> and uh, but he's back this week, which is good news. So we can get into some stuff and talk about some things and yeah. whatnot. Because it's what we do here on Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat FM, and it's first and only WWE wrestling podcast. And we'll get the business out of the way first, like how you can find us FM99.com. Right there under the media tab and 1069thefox.com. That's right. That's right. I keep forgetting that's new. And uh, you can find us under the media tab. It says ESPR. Super easy to find. Takes you to our most recent episode. Uh, Links you to our SoundCloud, which, of course, is another one of the podcast apps you can find us on, like iTunes and TuneIn and all sorts of stuff. All you got to do is uh, go there and type in ESPR. And please, 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 particularly if you listen to us on iTunes, give us a five-star review and a – or five-star rating and a review. They definitely help us move up the ranks. We're we're like right now. I think we sit at a four point five. Yeah, yeah. Who who did one give us a person five? gave yeah. us like a three or a three and a half <laughs> yeah. or something? And I'm like, I can't blame the guy for having an honest opinion. But come on, <laughs> we have a lot of listeners. Maybe the rest of you go over there and throw us some some reviews. Come on. But but hey, seven reviews, I'll take it. That's good. Yeah, and all of them are five except one. So I'll take that. Yeah. You know, I'm not, that's, that's not bad. That's not bad. But seriously, we have hundreds of listeners. Get over there and give us some reviews. <laughs> In any event, uh, yeah, so you can find us on all those apps. All you got to do is search ESPR, and we'll pull, pull right up for you there. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, lots of ways to do that. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash ESPR99. On the Twitter, at ESPR99. And if you'd like to email us, which is what we advise you do, if you have a question or a comment or a topic or something, uh, it's ESPR at fm dot. It is that simple. And with that said, it is now time, Dave, to begin episode 60. Yeah! That's right, episode 60. More than a year. We're, we're, we're uh, yeah. just chugging along at this point. Yes, we are. Chugging right along. Don't break stuff in the studio. No promise. Here. <laughs> no promise. Uh, <laughs> episode 60, so let's dive into the news. And thank you. Um, time for the news, and unfortunately, we're going to start the news this week with. Well, you know what? Let's not start the news with that, just yeah, because. Yeah, yeah. We'll I feel like uh, I feel like that needs its own. It needs room to breathe. It needs some other stuff going on. So yeah. let's talk about some other stuff, like WWE announcing an in-ring debut for a. Uh, nope. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. I had that story saved from last week. It is no good anymore. <laughs> that was about how um, Zelina Vega was going to debut oh, on yeah, SmackDown. Yeah. I forgot. Um, not great, by the way, but <laughs> no, <laughs> so, no, but we'll talk about that with SmackDown. Yeah, yeah we'll talk about that with SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so the news I actually wanted to address first is through hellfire and brimstone. It's Mayor Kane. That's right. Glenn Jacobs has won the Knox County mayoral race. You know how I knew he was going to win this? How? Is when he came out for his last speech, there was pyro. Was there really? Yeah. <laughs> was there? I thought he no. pointed at the Knox County sign, oh. and that was the giveaway oh, that that's he was. What he should have done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been amazing, actually. Well, <laughs> well there was always a tip, you know, when, when this pyro went off, he was going to win because when the pyro didn't go off, you know, he wouldn't win his matches. And yeah, ah. um, but apparently he was a strong favorite to win the thing once he got through the uh, nomination process, and I mean, he did. And you know, congrats to him. I got to be honest. He was one of the ones I was like, mm, does he stand a chance? You got to remember some of the things this guy's done yeah. as Kane. Stuff that's very <laughs> easily used against you. Stuff like 
having sex with a corpse. Yeah, which wasn't um, him, but it was his character. Right, no, but H. he was involved in that storyline. <laughs> exactly. It was implied that that's what he had done. Uh, oh, dude, it's the worst, I yeah, think. Yeah. The worst. Um, then there was, uh, he attached a car battery to Shane McMahon's genitalia. <laughs> I forgot um, about he that. He stalked oh. Lita. He, I mean, there was tons of bad stuff this guy did. He tried to murder his brother. Yeah. <laughs> Numerous times. brother, yeah. Set him on fire, the, can- yeah. the casket on fire. I mean, lots of crazy stuff with this guy. Paul Bear stuff. Yeah, it's just, it's... So I was I wasn't shocked that he won, but I was pl- I guess pleased like pleasantly surprised that it he won as as, as strongly as he did. Yeah, yeah. You know I th- I figured maybe it would play more of a role against him, but hey, you know what? Good for him. Good for him. And uh, we'll see what he does over there. And he did say that he is not going to stop making appearances as Kane just because he took he's he's the mayor now. Yeah, well, which is good because I was a little bit worried about that. Yeah. That you know that we wouldn't see him as much. I, I thought maybe that the team held no thing. You know, now he got hurt, so obviously in that last match. Yeah, so that got scrapped w- w- anyway. Was a debacle. But I mean, thirty-one thousand votes to sixteen thousand votes is that, oh two to one favorite. That, easy, yeah, roughly. Big. Yeah, yeah. Um, so good for him. Good for him. Congrats, Mayor Kane. Um, <laughs> please don't start showing up in a suit again. Please, oh God, I'm begging no, you. Don't no. go back to corporate Kane. <laughs> like, like that would be the worst bait and sore, bait and switch we'd ever we could ever get. It's like, oh, Kane's not leaving. Great. Yeah, and then yeah. he shows up and he's corporate Kane again. No. <laughs> yeah, he could fight Constable Baron or like a tag, I guess, or yeah, something. Or tag or something. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, that would be or, horrible. Or, or the Big Show and his. Oh my God, are. he could show up in a suit too. It would be the worst <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Like this, it all would be terrible. Uh, um. So we'll go with that, which is which is good news. That was that was cool. Yeah. Uh, to unfortunately, this is sadder news. This is not as good. Uh, last, over the last week, we've had three uh, losses in the wrestling world, kind of back, kind of back to back. Yeah. It was all like, within all the, the span same, of like, like two days or something like maybe that. Maybe in the same day. Yeah. Maybe in the same day. Yeah, it's very possible. Um, just sad news all around. The first one was a guy I'm not as familiar with, but uh, I know you're more familiar with him than I am. He, yeah. I know it was, uh, um, uh, I forgot the gentleman's name, Brickhouse. Brickhouse Brown. Right. Yeah. Uh, kind of the, the a lot of people thought he was going to be the successor to Junkyard Dog and whatnot, but that never came to be. Yeah, he, he was a big heel uh, like in the 80s. Uh, he did some NWA stuff. He also did some AWA. And then there was the like uh, CWA, which eventually kind of rolled into like WCCW, World Class mm-hmm. Championship Wrestling. And then when that all went away. And then he was part of USWA, and he feuded with Lawler. And, and there were some issues with, like, some championships and stuff. And then there's some stories I'm not too familiar with. Uh, you know, he did have a tryout in the WWE in the 90s and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, he was one of those guys. He was a great heel. But, uh, you know, they tried to make him a baby face. And it just it, didn't it, work. It, 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 it didn't work out and stuff. But, uh, but you know, he won some tag team championships and some singles titles. Uh, in that span, you know, USWA. Uh, I, and- I've heard some stories about personality conflicts with him and him yeah. not always being the easiest person to work with and everything. And you know, so it's funny. I, I found that sometimes, sometimes if you're not necessarily the easiest to get along with person outside of the ring, it's hard for you to be a good guy. Yeah. Um, look at Randy Orton. I've never enjoyed a, a good guy run of his, uh, but all of his heel runs have been pretty fantastic. <laughs> yeah. His, his most current one is pretty good, too. But uh, he passed away. Uh, did it say how old he was when he passed away? He was 57. He had uh, prostate cancer, stage four. Oh, God, that's awful. That's awful. Uh, of course, our, our feelings and, and our, uh, our, our thoughts and prayers go out to his family and friends. Uh, unfortunately, that continues uh, because we lost a legend in the form of uh, Nikolai Volkov. Yeah, Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer Nikolai Volkov, who, by the way, not Russian. No. Not Russian at all. Um, he, he came over to this country and actually he was very happy to be a part of this country. Yeah. And then he had to play a character that hated this country. 
Yeah, yeah uh, born, born in Yugoslavia. Yeah. So, which is I uh, think it was I think at the time it was uh, was it the USSR part of the Yugoslavia or communist Yugoslavia or something like that. I'm not sure. I remember something was going on with US, with Yugoslavia at the uh, time. Soviet, Socialist Republic of Croatia. Okay, okay. So it was socialist as well. Yeah, which, was, had, so. which then was part of Yugoslavia. Right, okay. And then he migrated here to the United States. <laughs> didn't even, I guess he, he didn't even speak English at first when he got here. No, no. Yeah. Came, came to New York and then went to, uh, got trained by uh, Stu Hart. Of course. Uh, of course he did. Uh, you're going to get trained. You're going to be trained by the best. And, and there's some stuff I've seen on the network. Now, the network today released some more stuff. Of some classic footage, but if you want to go back, there's him fighting uh, Bruno San Martino in the '70s. Ooh, which it would feel, which was a different style of Volkov than what we'd see in the '80s when it was more right. of a colorful character. But uh, you know, he played the heel then, and then of course in the '80s, teaming up with the Sheik and, right. and Freddie Blassie. Yeah, and, and one of the, the you know at the time, you know, if not the top heel, one of the top heels in the business. And, and I remember a Saturday night's main event where he fought Corporal Kirshner in a flag match. And, and, I actually think I remember that. And, and he beat Corporal Kirshner, of course, and this would set up the match with Hogan down the line yeah. and stuff. Because you know, Kirshner, they kind of you know couldn't wrestle a lick, unfortunately. No, he was terrible. <laughs> you know, terrible. Uh, great gimmick. It, it, the military background and everything that even Jesse Ventura praised, but just, just couldn't, couldn't wrestle. And, and, um, yeah, kind of one of those things that you'd like people to be able to do yeah. if and, you're going to um, have them wrestle. Um, so but he, had, he had the memorable feud that the team you know, won the tag team titles with the Sheik. Mm-hmm. The, the first WrestleMania was great. Uh, teamed up with uh, Boris Zukov after that when the Sheik got let go with the whole Jim Duggan incident. Yeah. And then um, and then turned face, which I remember uh, watching he, that. Man, what a big thing that was. That was huge. I didn't expect that. that no, nobody did. Yeah, yeah. When they were feuding, I'm like, who's going to be in the face in this? Because I'm like, I'm like, nobody's going to like these guys. And he comes out and, you know, Zukov does the Russian national anthem. And then Volkov comes out and sings the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah. That was crazy. But the crowd loved it. Yeah. They were, they were, and I think he was happy to end his career on that kind of note as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. not end it, but well, towards the end. You yeah. Know I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because it was weird because, you know, the, him, the, Team up with Doug in SummerSlam 90 to beat uh, the Orient Express. Yeah. And, and then basically get uh, destroyed by Sergeant Slaughter. I mean, it set up Slarge, Slaughter's heel turn perfectly. Which was huge, yeah. Yeah, because that was big at the time. And then um, kind of faded away, came back before WrestleMania 11, you know, being the whole like, broke angle. And he became a, a, a kind of a sympathetic heel. Yeah. Because he had a team, he part of a Ted DiBiase's million dollar corporation. Right. Yeah. Wearing the dollar or the cent sign. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of the yeah. sickle. And then, um, you know, he's a part of the main event at WrestleMania 11 with with Bam Bam and uh, Lawrence Taylor. He, right. he was in that group. But he didn't really get, like, physically involved. He didn't wrestle no. as much then because he's kind of, like, semi-retired. And then he'd pop up occasionally on, on TV after that. And, you know, but uh, he was a guy that always looked older than what he was because you would see Yeah, him. always. And, and, and um, But just, you know, the personality was just so fun, he, you know, him, him being the heel. Um there was a table for three he did. and I, I, I thought, Oh, he was on a table for three? Yes. Oh, I yeah. got to see this. Yeah, he did one with, I think, Duggan and, and, and Slaughter, but I thought he did another. I was going to say, please don't tell me she, because. <laughs> no. Boy, would that be the table. Man, that would just be one long sensor beep. <laughs> I think he did another one. I think it was Backlund, and I want to say Bruno. Mm-hmm. But he didn't speak much in that one because more, I think, the other two guys, and I might be getting the guys mixed up, but there was one he did that I watched, and it might have been Sergeant Duggan. Where he just didn't talk much, and I kind of wish he did because I figured he'd have all these stories, right? And he didn't because the other guys kind of took that, or maybe his park edited it out, or maybe he's just enjoying the food and didn't have much to say. I don't That's know. possible <laughs> as well. It's also very possible. Uh, I believe he was seventy, right? He was seventy years old. Yep. Yeah. Which again, I mean, that's not it's not as early as fifty six or fifty seven, but 
it's these days 70s still sound kind of young it does it it does seem that because we're used to seeing you know people make it to their 80s and their 90s and you know stuff like that it's just so it still seems kind of young for somebody to go at 70 at 70 yeah obviously you know long physical career so that that, that takes your toll i I mean i didn't really have a a different life back then but yeah it was a different life it said said he was uh, released from the hospital in maryland and then he was treated for dehydration and other issues and he passed away at home i mean you look at guys who were banged up and 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 retiring from wrestling at 36 37 you know back in 90s or 80s um just because they lived so hard to that point yeah and now you look at somebody like aj styles who didn't he just turn 40 yeah i mean and and, and he's having the best year of his (laughs) career arguably i mean and i i doubt he's retiring for at least another couple of years well i I think the training regimen has has changed so much oh the whole thing has changed so much years ago harley race came to the station and and harley's much older right but like i just felt so bad because this is a guy that i loved watching in the Mm -hmm. 80s you know and and briefly in the 90s before he retired and he could barely move. And I know I know, you had the well, surgery. What the- we had the surgery. But, I mean, like, first of all, I mean, back then with Harley Race, especially, and a lot of those guys, those guys worked stiff. Yeah. Um, every night. And they the did week. it every night. And that's the thing. They worked so hard. They worked it all the time. The travel was worse. Um, I'm just going to say, I'm not pointing this out at anybody directly, but there was less regulation about the things they put into their bodies and everything. Yeah. And, I mean, all of that catches up to you eventually. Well, so it, you it, see these guys who, you know, got to their 40s and 50s and, Looked like they were ninety, you know. Yeah. And it's just they couldn't; their their bodies were were beat up. When you see that guy in the wrestler movie, that's I mean, that's, Mickey Rourke, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's essentially encompassing that, all that, those wrestlers. That, yeah. that is true. When you see these guys, I mean, Billy Graham, who tried to come back in the eighties and, and yeah. couldn't do it because you know it just for, his we, body we, was just destroyed. You know, not just what they did, but sometimes even their lifestyle, the partying and stuff, yeah. and, and boozing it up. And well, that's what I'm saying. He couldn't yeah. he couldn't hang it, and he couldn't hang with it yeah. anymore. Yeah. Um, and then you had uh, uh, well, and Jake the Snake is a great example. Yeah, that guy should have had years on his career, but he just is he. He went down a bad path, and his body yeah. followed, and his mental yeah. well-being followed for a long time. And yeah. man, let me tell you, that is one of the the success stories of professional wrestling that has managed to turn his life around. Yeah. Thank you, DDP. Thank you, DDP. I'm so glad he went into the Hall of Fame. He yeah. absolutely yeah. deserved yeah. it for yes, that. Yes, he did. For that alone. Yeah, uh, Razor Ramon's another example of that. Yeah, a guy one. that would show up to events and it would be scary. Oh, because he, I mean, because he, he didn't know if could he could barely uh, move. Yeah. He looked like he looked like he was sixty or seventy sometimes. Yeah, with how bad he looked, you'd see pictures of him or video of him and be like, "Oh my god!" And then now, if you see him, dude looks a million times better. Yeah, he looks great now. For he looks his age now. You know, he does. He, he does. can move. He can talk coherently. He's he's got a life again. You, you know, and, and things have changed because I always think of like the rock star lifestyle too, with like bands on the road. It's and, similar, and, and I'm thinking like, you know, nobody back then was like making smoothies. Yeah, you, you, you know, it it was it was even if it was like you know guys who who did go out and drink. You know, I know like Alice Cooper's been clean for like so many years and yeah. hasn't had, you know. A drug well, and in Alice Cooper's defense, he's looked like he was ninety since he was like fourteen years old. <laughs> True. So yeah, but uh, but yeah, the guys nowadays, you know, and and AJ, you know, you, you, it's the training's different, the stretching, the training's the, different. Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, we have, I mean, the they've got be, they've got more uh, more doctors that know more about the human yeah. body now and how to help you. You know keep your career going and keep your body working and keep you in good shape. Um, like you said, the diet has changed big time. Things are available now. I mean, back then you're traveling place to place overnight. Uh, your options yeah. are maybe a McDonald's or, a, you know what I mean, and that's it, essentially. Or you're stopping at a buffet or, or some or, sort. Or whatever Braun Strowman wants now. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, nowadays these guys can 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 find better options. I'm not saying they always eat great because, yeah. you know, we've spoken to numerous guys and it is hard to stay on your diet on the road. But you can find better options than were available in like the 60s and 70s. Uh, when Daniel Bryan was here a couple of years ago and he was asking people 
where the vegan restaurants were in Norfolk and stuff, you know, and and I, I didn't have an answer because I don't know. I mean, it's a completely different lifestyle than what I do. Right. But he was looking for a place that served vegan food. Now this was, uh, you know, WrestleMania twenty seven. He actually he so. actually now uh, he doesn't uh, prescribe to that anymore because he said it's too hard to find the vegan restaurants. It's too hard to get what his body needs on the road constantly yeah. with WWE. So he had to start putting some meat into his diet. Now I don't know. Maybe he's gone back on, on it. You know, yeah. he's, maybe he's found a way to do it now. But I know I knew a few years ago, right around thirty, I think he was talking yeah. about how he couldn't he couldn't keep up the vegan diet at that point. Yeah. Um, so he had to start eating some non-vegan stuff to just make sure he was getting what he needed. Um, but it's difficult, but I tell you what, that's one of the great things about like apps like Yelp. Yeah. Because like you can just, I mean, vegan restaurant, and it'll tell you where they are within 20 miles of you or something like that, yeah. and that helps you out big time. Yeah. So again, that's the world we live in helps these guys manage all of this better now. They yeah. have tons of advantages that weren't available to them before. And one thing, when Volkov, you know, wrestling every night, yeah. um, you know, now now it's usually a schedule, I want to say like Friday through Monday or Friday through Tuesday, right. and, they, and they get Wednesday, Thursday right. off, so they get to go home Tuesday night and- now I, I will say they're still doing on those other days. They're not days off. There, these guys are doing appearances. These guys are doing interviews. These guys are doing more than the other guys had to do previously. Yeah. So there's definitely still work to be done on those days. It's just a different kind of work. Yeah, yeah. Because because I, I would hear stories that like they would go to the, like um, do, when they do their interviews for yeah. all the cities and stuff. Because back then, you know, Volkov. Okay, okay. So you're doing a one for uh, you know for Philadelphia. All right, yeah. cut the cut a promo for that. Okay, now you're doing a one for Detroit. Mm-hmm. And then, so you got to make it specific back you, when they would have it. Those and you got to remember, a lot of those guys back then too were being paid by the shot. You know what I mean? You were paid. Yeah. You were paid for going to that place and doing that show. It wasn't like you're going to make X amount of dollars this year. Yeah. Which now the WWE guys all have a salary. Which whether it's great or not is you know depending on up and down the card. But those guys are making X amount of dollars. Like they know they're making this amount of money. And then outside of that, you get residuals from merchandising and all sorts of stuff after that. Again, a whole different world. So there's they don't need to work every single night like those guys used to have to. Yeah. Have to. Yeah, because and, and the heels back then, they yeah. didn't have merchandise. Yeah. Well, and working one night if, or with for WWE on one of their televised programs puts you in front of more eyes than these guys got in in front of wrestling for three months. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just to combined. It's just crazy how the world's changed. And sometimes on those TV tapings, you wrestle a couple of times because of the storylines yeah, and, yeah. and all that. I mean, it's a little bit different now because we get a Raw, and then, yeah, they might they tape another show. And back in the day, they used to do like two Raws. And yeah, Obviously, yeah. you can't do that they now. They would, yeah. A six-hour show. Would be oh, my gosh. That would, <laughs> it would really end up being more like seven with all the overrun and stuff. Yeah. Um. So, in any event, uh, Nikolai no, – I'm sorry. In, uh, yep. Help me, Nikolai Volkov. Nikolai Volkov. Yeah. My brain went out yeah. on me all of a yeah. sudden. He, I think he was even on the the super uh, the cartoon, the Hulk Hogan. Uh, I think he was. Rocket yeah. wrestling yeah. show. No, I was going to say Nikolai, and then my brain went to Nikita, and then all of a sudden I was thinking Lafem Nikita. Yeah, and I'm like, this is nothing. None of this is right. And there's also so. Nikita Koloff who's still still with us. But. Yes, but that's not the right one. We're talking no. about Nikolai Volkov. Um, in any event, so that that happened, and uh, of course our thoughts and prayers go out to his family and friends as well. And this next one is really rough to talk about. Yeah, that's um, what happened. Brian Lawler, uh, the son of Jerry the King Lawler, passed away at the age of 46 on Sunday, early on Sunday. Um, he was uh, in – this is rough because on last week's episode, I specifically said that I was concerned. He had just been in the news again for getting in trouble with police, DUI, this, that, and the other thing. And I said to uh, Savannah, who was on with me, I'm concerned for him because he – I, every time I see a wrestler and they're going down a certain path, you start see, you start seeing a habit forming of certain news stories popping up about them. 
I'm always concerned the next story is going to be whoever it is at this point we were talking about Brian Christopher has passed away. And then literally three days after we put that episode out, Brian Christopher passed away. And so that was rough for me because it was it was I was just talking about that. So that was weird to have that realization that I was just saying this and then it happened because um, you keep hoping for a miracle like we got with uh, with Jake the Snake. Yeah. Or yeah. somebody, you know, you keep hoping for that. And it unfortunately doesn't happen for everybody. Um, there's some trigger warnings here for people. So please be careful uh, if you it's going to be stuff of involving suicide and depression and, and substance abuse. So if you want to fast forward a couple of minutes, that might be best if that's going to if that's going to be too hard for you. Um, on Saturday, he was found hanging in his jail cell from an, uh, an apparent attempted suicide attempt. Um, and apparently that didn't happen, but he was unresponsive. They took him to the hospital on Saturday. They never got him back, I guess, and then he was pronounced brain dead on Sunday. Yeah, Lawler came to arrive uh, to the hospital, and they mm-hmm. kept him on life support, and then... Yeah. yeah. Um, it's heartbreaking to hear about something like that. 46 years old is entirely too young for anybody to go, but I don't care what age you are, it's never the right time for something like this. Um, again, they're looking into it because they want to make sure there was no foul play and nothing was suspicious or anything. Um, police have all said that he didn't seem like he was suicidal, which that statement never really means much to me because the reason it ends up happening is because nobody thinks that you're going to do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it would, yeah people um, are so surprised and it's like, well, because down that's inside, the thing. You yeah, you know. didn't see that. That's why it's a surprise. Yeah. Um, and it's heartbreaking news to hear about anybody uh, going through this. Uh, it's, it's Jerry the King Lawler, somebody that we've all seen on our television screens for years and years and years, has entertained us. And so it's rough to think about him having to go through this, especially with just we know he had a rocky relationship with his son. Uh, it wasn't always the best. You really hope that things were okay before uh, this happened, just for Jerry and his son's sake. You know, and, you he, know? and he never went by, um, you know, like Brian Waller. Waller. No, no, he went he, by know. Grandmaster Sexy. Yeah. Or uh, Brian Christopher. Uh, or, or Brian Christopher, yeah, yeah. Grandmaster Sexy. Uh, you know, and, and, and the, the, the uh, too much thing was always fun to watch with uh, Scotty Taylor. Mm-hmm. You know, the, oh, the too career, cool was so much fun, and um, you know, coming out of the USWA and stuff, you know, the PG thirteen team and all that stuff, and yep. those guys, and mm-hmm. you know, those feuds, uh, PG thirteen with a different team, right. uh, but uh, but coming out of that that time, um, I was uncomfortable though when he came back in uh, twenty eleven when, when when they did the angle with Lawler and the Miz, yeah, uh, Cole and stuff, or, yeah, sorry, Cole, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because you know, because like Brian was uh, kind of on Cole's side with that. I, yeah, I, I, just, I just never liked that because I, I, didn't I like knew it. that they had a strained relationship yeah. at times. I didn't like it because I knew that there was that that was kind of real. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I get it. You want to play the reason it works is because it's kind of real. There's that grain of truth to it, yeah. and I understand that. But it just it seemed uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, it was it was uncomfortable to watch. Um, and I didn't really care for it either. I mean, I'm not going to fault them for it. I'm sure Lawler was fine with it. I'm sure Brian was fine with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It just, it, I didn't it, like it. It was almost like, you know, like, well, not like too close to my home, but like too close to like their home when you know, you yeah. know these, when you see these rosters for so many years well, and they, their stories. And I'm going to say this right now, and I mean, people may think this is funny when I say it this way, but I think that as the wrestlers, we have more of an attachment to them than other people have to characters or people and things that they're that they're a fan of, simply because... We're invested in these guys, these characters, and these performers week in and week out for, I mean, for you and me, 
um, for me, it's 20 something years, yeah, almost yeah. 30. And for you, it's over 30 yeah, years. You know yes, what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, we've been invested in some of these people for, I mean, I've been invested in Jerry the King Lawler for easily 20 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who he is, what's what he's doing, what's going on in his life. I've known who he was as a person as far as what's going on with him behind the scenes in his real life. Um, so I think it affects us a little differently when we see something like this than if like somebody's real life son comes on their television show and plays a character that they don't get along with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're not quite as invested into that story with this. It's a little different because we can't really separate the character on screen from the the person in real life sometimes. Yeah. And it's different now because, you know, kayfabe <laughs> K- is gone. You, you know, when we talked about like Volkov yeah. years ago, you know, you know, he would, you know, he couldn't go places. Yeah, because because you know people hated this guy in real life. You know, you you, you know you, you sing that Russian national anthem, people are throwing stuff at you, and you can't go out to eat anywhere. Yeah, well, you, not only that, you can't you, you, know. you can't go to the same places as some of the good guys yeah. because yeah. like the idea being that like you couldn't be seen the same place as a guy you're having a blood feud with because if people see you there, then how do you two not come start start fighting? Yeah, how do you not? You know, that's that's the only way that works. You have to start fighting. So like, you just can't go places sometimes. You know. Yeah, and but. Brian Christopher. I mean, the long, the you know, the too cool thing with Rikishi, multi-time tag champion. Yeah, you should give them that. They were tag champions, I think, multiple times. Right? I'm fairly certain. I should, I should, I should have clarified well, one, that one first. time with Scott. One time, only one time. I yeah. thought they were multiple in the times. WWE and in, in USWA. Uh, he was a heavyweight champion twenty six times. Wow, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hot potato for the tag belt. Right, clearly. Uh, uh, I, would de- I would definitely <laughs> call 26 times hot potato. Uh, and I forgot, uh, he was a uh, Global Wrestling Federation light heavyweight champion twice. Oh, all right. Um, you know, that, which is some good wrestling, by the way. If you go to the GWF days, some good uh, light heavyweight stuff. That was the best of that federation. And we're not talking about um, Jeff Jarrett's promotion. No, no. This was, uh, yeah, back like the Lightning Kid. But, yeah. uh, before he used the one, two, three kid and stuff. And Jerry Lynn. Yeah. Yeah, There's a lot of guys there you don't realize were there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, of course, you know, this, again, sad story, very sad story. And, uh, of course, we wish nothing but the best to Lawler, Jerry Lawler and his family and their friends and anybody who's who's been touched by this and anybody involved in any of these things we've talked about because it's all heartbreaking stuff. And uh, I think now is a good time to give them, I mean, all three of them uh, together, the 10-bell salute. Greetings, wrestling fans. This is Dave Dynasty, host of the Dave Dynasty Show, the podcast that every week brings you nearly two hours of pro wrestling goodness from the Midwest. We feature interviews with the legends of the past, stars of today, and the prospects of tomorrow. We have segments that feature classic wrestling audio, whole episodes devoted to the history of Midwest pro wrestling, and much, much more. Do not miss an episode of the Dave Dynasty Show. We are available on all podcast platforms, or you can access past episodes and all of our social media links by visiting DaveDynasty.com. Be good, be safe, and keep on growing. And we're back. It's time to get into what happened last week in wrestling. And you know what? Both shows were fairly good last week uh, as far as Raw and SmackDown go. Yeah, yeah. Good shows. I mean, NXT was still the best show. I'm going to say that right now. But Raw and SmackDown were were, were good shows this week. I enjoyed them both. Uh, They weren't chores to watch. 
So that's always a plus. <laughs> well, I, I, th- well we, I think we finally got something that should have been done a long time ago. But they oh, didn't. my God. Should have been done so long ago. But, man, they did a good job with it. It should have been done so long ago. Um, right off the top, let's just talk about it right away. Uh, Brock yeah, Lesnar yeah, Brock Lesnar, and Roman Reigns, that storyline is, is being told the right way, uh, essentially. Yeah. Um, Roman Reigns comes out, cuts probably the best promo of his career at least the best one in a while, up against Paul Heyman. He was great. Yeah. Like, I was like, good. Finally, can I get more of this, Roman, please? Good Lord. He was awesome. Um, he, and, and and Heyman was great in his role. Heyman's always great in yeah, his role. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was but the star on Monday. I thought one of the coolest things was a little bit of continuity here where they needed to make Roman leave the building. I thought that was good. I'm like, ah, that makes storyline logical sense for the story they're telling with Brock. Brock now has become this... Why? I'm a star. I don't have to do anything. I don't want to do you know, like, like the character. Essentially, people feel about him anyway. Yeah, yeah. Which th- they should have been doing a long time ago. This should have been done before WrestleMania. Yes, it's, or at least right after WrestleMania. Yeah, because because it kind of teased it a little bit. Oh, Brock doesn't want to be here, kind of thing. Yeah, but they didn't really. Now they're they didn't sink into it. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't a, a storyline point for Brock. You know, the good guy would say it, Roman or whatever would say it, but nobody would or Goldberg or whoever. You know. But you know what's weird with this angle? I was thinking about this. Yeah. Like, because because we complain sometimes too much that they go too fast with an angle. Or yeah. it's, it's like it's like yeah. something happens next week. They they fight, and then a week later they got their pay per view match, and then it's forgotten about. Mm-hmm. You know, in the old days, you know, angles would drag on for a long time. They would last a year. Well, and sometimes, so and a lot of times they did that is because you didn't get nearly as much TV time for them. Yeah, yeah, because you so. had, you had to wait. Kind of like how and it works for NXT now because you yeah. you know tape a show. It's got three episodes or whatever yeah. you know for that week. But but this has been going on. You know, and that's been going on for a long time. And, I mean, time. this thing with Brock, I mean, again, they should have just been playing this narrative for a while now. They should have been making Brock play this, at least start to lean towards this character a yeah. while ago. No, don't get me wrong. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I just would have preferred to see it start happening earlier. Um, the I loved how Paul kept going back there trying to get him to come out, and Brock's <laughs> like, go away. You're annoying me, Paul. Um, he's reading his magazine, just chilling. Give me a steak. You know, it's like I'm dying watching it. It's 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 almost like this is like some of the better Brock stuff we've got. It is too because he's, he's not pl- because he's playing a character. Yeah, he's not just standing out there next to Paul Heyman. You know, just looking imposing. He's actually playing a character, which is great. Yeah, it's just happening at the very end. Unfortunately, um, he. Uh, now we like the guy, and he's going away. I know. <laughs> and Heyman uh, comes out, and he's talking to Angle out there, and Angle is like, you know, he cuts the promo yeah. that, of course, is kind of reflective of how the fans feel about Brock right now, which is, you know, the champion shows up, he defends his belt, he he does the the make-a-wishes, and yada, yada, and Brock Lesnar doesn't do any of that. He's the worst universal champion ever, <laughs> um, which there's been like five. But Angle, but- <laughs> but Angle was great on this, too. Oh, Angle was good. Yeah. He didn't say WrestleMania 31 or anything no. like that. He did, he did good. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I was I was pleased, and Heyman showed genuine like concern in all of this, which yeah. was good. And so he comes out later, and he's explaining that Brock's not going to come out. And so Angle's like, "Fine, you're fired. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's going like, to fire." Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then Brock comes out, and uh, man, Heyman's so good at this. He make you see that change in the facial yeah, expression yeah. where he starts grinning because oh, he's I'm like, saved. Oh, I'm like, saved. He's so good at those little things. Brock comes out, immediately drops Angle. Yeah. With an F5, because Roman's been escorted out of the building. Who's going to stop him? Yeah. Right? Um, he drops Angle with an F5, and Heyman's standing there gloating, yada, yada, yada. And then he starts bullying Heyman. He grabs him by the face. Yeah. He starts pushing. He's look at him. Look at him. Showing him Angle. And just like, wow, this is good. And then, like, I did laugh a little bit when you've got him going, 
Brock, I can't breathe. Yeah, Brock, yeah. Brock, I can't breathe. And you're hearing him breathe. Like it's one thing when you can talk. Like I mean, I get it. Sometimes you get enough air to get words yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, uh, but I could hear him inhaling. Yeah, yeah. If if you but can't breathe, good. you can't talk. But it was dramatic. Because but it was still good. And and Heyman came off like he was panicking. Yeah. Which was it was so good. It was so good. Like that's the Heyman, the the Brock Lesnar I've wanted to see for a while now. And it's it's it was it was handled so well. The only thing I didn't like. Was the fact that they didn't make Braun Strowman leave the building too? Yeah, that would. Because from a logical storytelling sense, which they did with Roman, they didn't make Braun leave, and that doesn't make any sense because Braun's been saying he's just waiting for Brock to show up. And here, and here, and here he is in the building. And they did something cool earlier in the night too, where they were showing off the fact that they have that match coming up with Kevin Owens and Braun at SummerSlam. Yeah. And if Braun gets himself counted out, yeah, yeah, no matter how he loses, he'll lose his briefcase and it'll go to Kevin because Kevin got him managed to get him counted out in his match in Braun's match. Yeah. And proving that he can do this, this is possible. And Braun's in danger of losing this briefcase, which I like. I like how they're doing that because it allows Kevin to seem like a threat without seeming like a physical threat. Yeah, he's he, a, he's an intelligent, intellectual threat. Well, yeah, because he he out, I mean, he didn't outsmart him at the steel cage match because this Braun just threw no, him off no. the cage. But he has that that the intellectual thing, like you said, yeah. that he can outsmart. You know, which I always kind of liked about Owens. He's conniving because because yeah. that that fits him when they, when they do it right. Agreed, agreed, and I like that. I like the route they're going with that. What they should have done if they didn't want to make him leave the building, what they should have done is just not have Braun get his briefcase back right then. Yeah, they could have shown a video after the you know on WWE.com or YouTube or whatever later on where Braun chased him down and got his briefcase back or something like that. Just like okay, Braun's got his briefcase back. I mean, they do that sort of thing all the time. Oh, he's got to leave the arena for whatever he's chased him out just, of the arena. Right, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And then later he gets the briefcase back, and okay, he's got his briefcase back. That's no. fine. Owens doesn't have to hold on to it, but it just would have been a logical reason that Braun couldn't cash in. Yeah. You know, and again, they should have made him leave. They should have made him leave, if nothing else. But they didn't go that route. I'm not going to let it ruin the whole segment for me because I enjoyed the segment as it was. Um, I thought the segment was really, really good um, in that regard. I think they're kind of trying to save the attention of him, of Braun cashing in, because I still think it's going to happen at SummerSlam. I still think it's happening at SummerSlam. Could, could you imagine? And because I'm playing this in my head, because it's like, okay, are they going to finally give Roman Reigns the, the win here? Yeah, they're going to give him the definitive win, and then Braun's going to cash it. <laughs> and on then him. Braun's going to cash it. Or you know, is Brock going to beat him again? And be like, I got you. And then yeah, that'd be and, amazing. And then Braun beats Brock. And the fan, the know. fans, the fans would love it if if Braun came out and cashed in on Roman and immediately, no. you know what I mean? Like the fan, that would make sure SummerSlam ended on a high note. You know? Yeah. Um, and don't tell me good guys can't do it because good guys have done it before. Yeah, yeah. Like, CM I mean, Punk the first CM time. CM Punk, yeah. CM Punk did it to Edge. Yeah. So I mean, don't say yeah, it can't happen. to beat him up. Um, yeah. You know, here's something because I don't think like Brock is done after SummerSlam. Now we're not going to see him for a while. I was going to say he's not done, but apparently his new deal is such that he has no he has no set amount of dates he has to do. So they have to, it's a per date deal now, and the the number the the amount of money he yeah. makes per date we talked about this in a, in a previous episode, but it's ridiculous. Yeah. I really don't think you're going to get him again until it's somewhere close to WrestleMania. Uh, that, that's what I'm thinking, too. I mean, Maybe he, Royal Rumble or something, but I'm thinking WrestleMania. Still, still a draw. I mean, I mean, they know the numbers. I mean, they, they know where. Yeah. I, I don't know what. Well, and they're clearly working towards the UFC fight for him yeah. with uh, Daniel Cormier, the heavyweight champion. So I think a lot of it's going to depend on how that goes, when that fight is scheduled for. Because, you know, he's not going to come back before that fight. Exactly. He needs to train for that. He so, needs to so. train for that. He needs to stay focused on that. He can't risk hurting himself. In that, in before that happens, and, and Paul Heyman, I guess at this point, because obviously he had some temporary deal too. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming he's done at this point, unless he somehow gets involved in SummerSlam. I'm assuming he is too. I'm holding out hope for a a theory I've seen online that we're going to get a Roman turn 
um, because Paul Heyman is going to choose Roman as his new Paul Heyman guy um, because of how Brock was treating Heyman. Yeah. So he's going to side with Roman and help Roman beat uh, Brock. There was also somebody else who said, um, you know, if Roman beats Brock and then Braun comes out and Heyman was pulling the strings the whole time and he's going to cash in on Roman and become the new champion. Because now, see, to me, that makes actually a little bit more sense because then that logically explains why he didn't why come he out didn't and cash, cash in. in. Yeah, because he had all these chances. And- because the logic, the, the logical storytelling you can do there is, Braun, I know you can beat Roman. You've done it. You've never beaten Brock Lesnar. Let Roman handle this, and then you come out and pick the scraps. You know what I mean? That makes the most sense. And I'd love it if Heyman hung around to be the, the advocate for the monster among men, Braun Strowman. Does he need Heyman at this point? I don't think he needs Heyman necessarily. Well, I mean, he's an okay talker, but I think it yeah, automatically lends. But I think it automatically sense. lends a little bit of credibility to Strowman that not that he's. That he, I feel like he's lost a little bit of it from his height. Well, well, they put too much comedy into his character, right? And that's what I'm saying. Which, I think Heyman helps ground him again. Which to take him seriously right now, you, you can't at times because because you know the whole the Nicholas thing and then. Uh, you know the, the Kevin Owens stuff. Right. At times, you have the porta potty and the flipping the car. Right. Like it worked when you know, he he was like he was ticked off. It wasn't just oh, I'm going to flip the car because I'm going to you know I'm going to flip the car. No, he he had a reason to flip the ambulance when Roman was in there or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Because of revenge for and that was a great feud. Yeah. That was a great feud. No. That's what I'm saying. Maybe they go back there. Um, but in any event, so again, all that good stuff all around. Uh, we should talk uh, quickly about uh, Natalia versus Alicia Fox. That happened. Really only worth talking about because Alexa Bliss and Ronda Rousey got involved. It's an angle. I like it. Alexa keeps managing to slip away from Ronda. Yeah. I like that she keeps managing to get away from Ronda. Um, which this actually led to the announcement that next week is going to be Ronda Rousey's first Raw match, and it's going to be against Alicia Fox. Now, I'm going to say this. A couple of things. One, oh, God, who decided to put her in there with Alicia Fox? Yeah. Because I am... I really think this is going to be a quick match. I think it's going to be a slam arm bar. I win. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not expecting this. Yeah, to be, it can't, can't be more than 20 seconds. It can't be a long match. She needs to just walk through uh, Alicia Fox. Cause I'm sorry. Alicia is not on the level of Ronda Rousey. Um, so that needs to happen. But then I'm also annoyed because, man, that was a really boring way to announce Ronda Rousey's first television, televised, not pay-per-view, obviously, um, match, yeah. singles match. Yeah. Like, it should have felt like a bigger announcement. This should be more of a blow up in the ring you know, to come out. Hey, you know well, what? I mean, even if it's not yeah. that, something like it should have been like um, they, they've done this before. Like, you know, the announcers will be talking about something. They stop. He's like, wait a minute. We're here. Like, and they, oh, my God. Oh, you know, and they make a yeah. huge deal out of this announcement they just heard. Then you show the graphic and they make they hype it up. It's this huge thing for next week. Like at that rather than angle just being like, so next week you're going to take on Alicia Fox. Yeah. The end in a backstage thing. It was just meh, meh. I wonder with this because with like Mickey James being Mickey James and Alicia Fox being Alicia Fox, if that Alicia's just being fed to her just to make it kind of quick, you know, you get the numbers in. It's you know you're not exposing her because right. you know, the match is going to be short. It needs to be, and then you're protecting Mickey James right. from being destroyed because that right. is still something down the road where Mickey exactly. I feel like they can still get to that. I feel like she they can still get to Mickey and Alexa and uh, I'm sorry, uh, Ronda Rousey. Yeah. And not have her walk through her because she shouldn't with Mickey. Yeah, because I I kind of feel like, and I know I know you know whatever the title match is going to be at SummerSlam between the two, but like Mickey should have been the next step. 
because mm-hmm. like where Alexa can push her out and say like, "Hey, you know what? If, if you you fight her, then I can defend my I'm title still, against somebody I'm, else." I'm still guessing we get a non-finish at SummerSlam with uh, you know, like she's this close to winning, and then Mickey James interferes and gets her gets her you know Alexa disqualified or something like that. Crowd's gonna and, crap on that. Oh, they will, but I mean, yeah. like, because I don't think they're ready to put the title on Ronda. I could be wrong. They may want her to go into that women's pay-per-view evolution with the title. Yeah, but the Mickey- whole idea, the whole idea there may be. Now that I think about it, maybe to get to this pay-per-view and have Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte yeah. for the headline match. Because I got to be honest, that's probably about the biggest match you can put together at this point. Now, the one thing, too, with, with Mickey James to point out is um, that she is fighting an injury right now. So that, yeah. that's why we do have Alicia in there. And she didn't She's really specify in. what it was. but With any luck, know. she won't be gone too long. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know what? But and 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 Alicia Fox is is fine. I mean, she's not the caliber wrestler of Mickey. No. But but she but she does have that personality enough where you can want it. Like she could, she makes a great heel better mm-hmm. than she does a face. Agreed, so. agreed. Um, I'll be honest with you. That's all I really want to talk about from Raw. Is there anything else that really burned your biscuits, uh, or that you need to talk about? Because nothing else on there. No, was, I mean, nothing else on there was big. I, I was I was shocked that Paul Cruz won. And it, yeah, um, but I didn't care. We don't need Bobby Lashley and Elias. No, 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 no. They're better than that. They're better than that. Are they though? I don't know. Um, Sasha and Bailey are friends. So yeah, I. Mm, yeah. Oh, well, I did love by the way uh, when uh, Kurt Angle took the F five and then, and then uh, Baron Corbin was in the ring and, and he, he ran he, away. Basically, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, uh, okay, he's a complete heel. I mean, he always is a heel. Yeah, uh, he's always a heel. That hasn't changed. Yeah. SmackDown. SmackDown. Uh, Becky Lynch is now in a three-way at SummerSlam between Carmella, her, and Charlotte. But you know what? Here's the thing. I think that's smart because I'm sorry. Carmella has had terrible matches since she's been champion. She has. Terrible. She has. This was her better match on, on SmackDown. Sure but, it was. But, but because – but this is the case – I think you and I would disagree this. Okay, Charlotte Flair mm-hmm. made obviously made that match. The, mm-hmm. This is the case where like, like Hogan Savage, WrestleMania 85, where Savage made that match. Okay. Flair – Carried Carmella in this match, and, right. and that's oh, what, no, I agree with that. that. that that's what Carmella needs. Be- oh, for sure, because for sure. where the offense isn't as threatening because it's not as believable as right. You know, what no, Charlotte I does. completely agree with you that Charlotte carried this match without a doubt. But the problem is, even carrying her, it still wasn't a great match. It was okay. It was one of Charlotte's less great matches because it was one of Carmella's better matches. It, it was a long match, too. That it was way been, too long. That match should have been shorter. Um, it's it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, a turd in a bow tie is still a turd. Uh, Carmella can't wrestle. I'm sorry. She just isn't. She's not progressing. I did like her promo she cut with Becky. Her promo. Though. Now, that's another story. Her promo <laughs> was great. That insincere yeah, kind of, yeah. oh, her promo was on yeah, this, point. Uh, it would be, you know, it'd just be a valet or be a hype girl and, and you know. And- yeah, no, agreed. Very strong promos from her and Becky. Yeah. Um, now I'm wondering what happens at the pay-per-view. I don't know. if we got, I was hoping Becky would get her shot. I, 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 like, I like Becky's frustration, you know, because mm-hmm. she is of the three. And I know Charlotte's the face, but, but Becky is the most popular female on SmackDown. Has been that way. Which is why I'm worried they might turn her heel. Don't do that. No, no. Just don't. don't. Why Why fight against the grain? It doesn't make any sense. Like, here's the thing. The best time to turn people heel is when they're losing the crowd and they need to change up somehow. Or when they're at the freaking peak of their popularity and you have nowhere else to go with them in that regard. And so you're like, all right, time to flip the switch because it's never going to be a hotter turn than right now. Those are the two best times to turn heel. Okay. She's at neither of those points. No, no. <laughs> Crowd still loves her, but she's not in a hot point right now either. No, so, no, because they had her. Well, it wasn't until recently where she lost like every TV like pay per view match for the longest yeah. time. So she's finally winning again, which yeah, is yeah. nice. But, but like at the Rumble when she got eliminated, people booed. She was like the one elimination. 
that people booed. Yeah, they wanted her to win. Mission. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you, but it was good. It was a good promo from her and from Carmella. Um, it's a I'm, lot of I'm promos still, on this show. Yeah, but that's okay. A lot of more important. Uh, they were. Um, the Miz and Dan O'Brien were enjoyed. That was good. It was good. Uh, I do like... Um, I, I, I'm wondering, again, I'm wondering if Becky turns heel in this. But I still maintain that Charlotte would be a better candidate for a heel turn. Charlotte's a, just not as good a face as she is no, a heel. No, she's a better heel. She's a way better heel. Um, and she, I feel like, needs... She needs good faces to go up against, and Becky's about as good as you're going to get. Yeah, because Asuka is... So bad at the moment. Like, not her fault. No, just the handling no. of her has been yeah. so bad. Um, and I feel like a heel Charlotte against a face Ronda Rousey, if that's the plan for Evolution, is a much better match, is a much better storytelling match anyway than good guy versus good guy. You know what I mean? A good guy versus good guy is just not a hot ticket. Uh, well, I, now, I, think, I, I think if it's big enough, it can be well, Hogan I think, I, Warrior yeah, Rock, and stuff Rock like Cena, that. Rock Cena, Rock Cena, yeah, but I well, mean, but I, we Cena say that, haters, but, but yeah. Um, I just feel like it's ne- that's never as hot as a as a great heel versus a great baby face. You know, that's you're never going to get hotter than that. That's why when Rock and Austin faced each other, the hot, you know, there was always one of them was the good guy, one of them was the bad guy, and I get it. Then in, in their second one, they both kind of went into it as tweeners yeah but by the end of it one of them was a heel ladies and gentlemen <laughs> i'm just saying yeah and austin kind of hinted at that leading up to it if you missed it that's on you um otherwise on this show you had the bar back in action finally how about that beating the usos looking yeah. good yeah i was excited about it that was nice i'm happy for them samoa joe came out and cut a great promo awesome loved it we're talking about how he's gonna he's a bad dad because he's missing all his time away from his kids. He's like, but don't worry. After I'm done, you yeah, can spend yeah, plenty of time with your wife line. and kids. I was like, ah, Joe, I love you. You know, interesting with Samoa Joe, as long as he's been around and you know, and he's missed the WrestleManias for injuries or whatever else, he doesn't wrestle a lot on TV. No, but that's good. Because he's he, there, yeah. but he doesn't wrestle a ton. Yeah. Now, I will see he's had some shorter matches recently, so he's been on TV and wrestled, but he's not out there every week. It's not no. every, every week we're not seeing again, oh, Samoa Joe, you're going to take on – you know, AJ Styles yeah. for the 90th time this month, which is good. He's out there beating guys like Ty Dillinger. He's out there beating, you know what I mean? Yeah. Things of that nature. So that way he's still on television. He still looks dangerous, but he's not being put in matches we've seen before. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, the Daniel Bryan match, I think it was his last match a couple of weeks ago, which was mm-hmm. a good match, you, you know, and Daniel's yeah. thinking out the count out win and stuff. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's, you just see him a lot. You just don't see him wrestle a lot. Um, just quickly going over this, the Nakamura, Orton, Jeff thing. I'm not sure what's going on there, but I'm intrigued. It, it's I mean, interesting. I will say I like Orton. I like Orton. Orton is the most vicious he's been in a while, and this is the Randy Orton I like. Yeah, we this is this the Randy lot. Orton the, I need. This is the Randy we should have had when he was with Bray Wyatt. Yes, this is this Randy is because I like that. This Randy, Randy is the best Randy. Um, I love the idea that it's not uh, that he's blaming the fans. I see, and that's the be- that's what the best heels do. Yeah. is they find a way to make it about how it's the fans' fault. Oh, you guys didn't care when I did this, so yeah. I don't, don't cheer me now. You yeah, know. no, and then and then I love that he's beating on Jeff and he's demanding that they get you know pumped for the RKO and everything, yeah. and he doesn't do it. I was like, yes, yeah, that's yes! the heel move. That was great. I loved it. Um, so we'll see what's going on there. I'm not sure it's going to be a triple threat. Or what's going on with that? Right now, it's still Shinsuke and Jeff Hardy at SummerSlam. Yeah, but uh, but it was kind of weird. You figure Jeff Orton's got to be involved in this somehow. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that they kind of looked at each other and Shinsuke. I don't no, think, he backed uh, Shinsuke into a corner. Th- that's the only thing I kind of didn't like. Yeah, for Shinsuke, you yeah. know, kind of being the you know the heel. But you know, I liked it just because they're two different kinds of heels. They're completely Orton, different. Styles. Orton is a vicious heel. Shinsuke, uh, let me say, 
Orton is a vicious, imposing heel. Whereas Shinsuke is vicious with his attacks and stuff like that, but he's a chicken s heel. Like we've seen him with the low blows and sneaking yeah. up on people, and you know, like I mean, he and he'll run away from stuff. We saw that with AJ Styles when they, when their feud went on. And, um, and he's the kind of guy that, that will get into your head more, yeah. As opposed to like Orton will just get kind of get in your face and then right. beat the hell out. Orton of him. will get into your head through your skull. That's how he <laughs> yeah. does that. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm digging at the moment. At least I'm at least intrigued. Um, very quickly because it was not good. Zelina Vega beat Lana. Uh, just uh, no, 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 just no, no. We now know it's it's the eventual end of of the Rusev Day. Rusev Day and and with Aiden. English. Yeah. It's, it's a shame you, you had it going so high, but because it's not what you want and what we want. Well, I mean, it's it's. it's I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I mean, I don't know if they just and we think this, but maybe they could find a way to rally him back. You know what I mean? Maybe he goes away for a while. Rusev gets into trouble in some resort. All of a sudden, Aiden English comes out, makes the save. They're back together. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It could happen. You I'll never know. But it's yeah. But they're gonna they'll drag this on and set up for something. So, uh, Miz and Daniel Bryan had a good segment. Uh, <laughs> they ran their mouths at each other for a little while, which was nice. Yeah, um, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, <clears throat> I liked that they kind of discussed Bryan's contract status a little. Yeah, bit. I was surprised they brought that up. They brought that up, but I mean, apparently, it's all but confirmed that he's he's back with them for a couple of years at least. So good, yay, huzzah! <laughs> So, uh, but it, it's all, I like the storyline. I think, again, we're back to these guys who are, and I'm not sure this was supposed to happen now. I think this is supposed to be WrestleMania. Yeah, well, you know, it's not booked for SummerSlam yet. Oh, I mean, it will be. I mean, he's calling them out, but I kind of wish this was saved for WrestleMania. And I, 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 I think their plans got thrown off when Kane got hurt. Yeah. I think that's the problem, because I think if Kane hadn't gotten hurt, we'd still be getting them and Bludgeon Brothers or them and uh, uh, Sanity or something, you yeah. know what I mean? I forgot about that team. Oh. Yeah, well, Sanity's still a thing, but you know, <laughs> well, which week is it? Are they losing or winning this week? Um, just bleh. That's how I feel about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was pretty much SmackDown in a nutshell, so that was good stuff. Yeah, got, uh, nine SummerSlam matches, by the way, before we get to NXT and 205. Uh, how dare you? But uh, yeah, with Brock and Roman, of course, of Bliss and Rousey, Styles and Samoa Joe, the Bludgeon Brothers. Eventually, we'll find out who they're going to fight. Uh, Strowman and Owens, Ziggler, Rollins, uh, Carmella, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte, Shinsuke, Jeff Hardy, and then you got the uh, Cruiserweight Championship match too. If you want to, you know, we can talk about two hundred five. So Cedric, I mean, Cedric we, and we Drew Gallic, which I'm happy for Drew. And then please don't put this on the pre-show, but it'll probably be on the pre-show because that's what they do. probably. I wish it wouldn't, but it probably will. Yeah. That's, uh, you know. Um, Really, there's not a lot to talk about from 205 Live except for uh, there was a contract signing between Gulak and Alexander, and there was some good some good stuff in there, but none of the matches were amazing. The opening match was probably the best match, and that was uh, Tony Nice versus uh, Kalisto. So if you want to see that, go watch that. Hey, Otherwise, was always solid. Yeah. I, I, I like Other than matches. that, I feel like you could skip most of that episode. This week's episode wasn't anything. It wasn't. It wasn't hot fire, Dave. Yeah, but you always. But you always get you know a beatdown after a contract signing. So if you want to watch, you know, Drew. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's if you if you go into a contract, ninety nine times out of a hundred, you go into a contract signing, you better expect the table to get flipped and somebody to get assaulted. Yeah. At least one of those things is going to happen. Um, NXT was great. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now. Uh, I for me, I think the highlight of the show was uh, Tomasa Ciampa coming out, just getting booed out of the freaking building. Because by the way, he's champion now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in case you missed it, he's champion now. He won it last week. I know you weren't here, Dave, so you may have no, missed this no. big news. Uh, I I saw, but I didn't see how the- Gargano cost him. Gargano came out to attack him, but big cluster and ends up resulting in Ciampa beating Black. Um. 
Anyway, so Champa's out here. He's running his mouth. Just, I mean, it, it, it's great to see a heel get booed. I'm so happy he, about he, it. He and that, this is yeah, this is heat. I yeah. mean, I mean, be, just, he is just not liked the way he won that match when he beat Johnny Gargano and the takeover because yeah, because they didn't expect it, and then the way he pulled that out at the end it was just unreal. Right. Um, the wedding ring into the crowd and then breaking basically Gargano. Yeah, Black and uh, Gargano both came out. During the promo, um, Gargano went after Champa, and he's running around the ring, yada yada, and he walks right into a black mass from Alistair Black, and um, beautiful, loved it, um, because he's blaming Gargano for him losing the title, and he should because it's Gargano's fault. Gargano yeah. absolutely cost him the title. Um, I will say this: this is my concern because this is obviously building up to Takeover. Yep. Here's the problem. Gargano had, or not Gargano, uh, Black had surgery recently. No word on, because this is all pre-taped. Yeah. There's no word on if he's actually going to be healthy enough to perform a takeover. Well, I, I wonder because it's a triple threat. Mm-hmm. If this is one of those deals where, you know, they Black gets hurt beginning of the match, they right, take him right, out, right. You know, they do something. It's possible. Uh, you know. But I really feel like NXT is really good about not doing that to you because that's, they like they don't bait and switch you too much. No, well, they didn't have the four way at one time. I remember with like Nikki Cross and yeah, uh, and yeah, the, yeah. the iconics and I, well, I mean, but all the women you, were you know. in that match. It was just the two iconics ganged up on the other two from time to yeah. time. Was how that yeah. went. And I mean, I'm not saying they'll never use that strategy, but they're pretty good about not doing it to you because they know the fans will be disappointed if that's what ends up happening. Yeah. Um, Survivor Series 1999. Steve the Austin. smartest thing they could do is if yeah, the smartest <laughs> thing they could do is if he just can't perform, tell people ahead of time it's not going to or Black will not be in it. Add another superstar to the mix, you know, if you need to, or make it Gargano and Champa again. I mean, the fans will still love the match; it just won't be as hot as it they could do that. Or maybe you know, which I, I kind of wish, like sometimes they could do the okay, two guys are going to fight, and then the winner of this match, you know, they that. could easily do that. They could do that with uh, who is it, uh, Dream and um, oh, Crimey, who's he? Hey, EC three. Is it EC three? Yeah, they're, they're fighting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So they could easily do it between Dream and EC three. It'd be really fun to see that completely different style. I think would mesh so well because of the fact that he's a high flyer. These other guys just with their their brawling styles and and the the, the throwback. I shouldn't say throwback styles, but I mean you could add in Ricochet. You know what I mean? I don't think he's doing anything at the moment. Fighting Adam Cole. Okay, there you go. Fighting. Okay, good. Right there. (laughs) Right there. Whether you put the winner of that match in the match if you want to, but. Um, but I think the smarter one's probably EC3, and uh, I can't keep the matches straight in my head. Yeah, Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream. Jesus, thank you. I think it's a great. Uh, this is a pretty good card for. The, the thing is, I look at every NXT card, and <laughs> but, I'm like, this should be a great card. But but, like, I, I, but I'm liking this one. Um, well, you started paying attention more lately to NXT. Yeah, I so have, I feel like I now you're more invested in the people, so it's easier for you to get hyped about yeah. the cards. Shayna Baszler and Carrie Sane finally. Again. Yeah. Well, yeah, they've yeah. wrestled before, so yeah. this isn't the first time. But I'm going to say this, by the way, Shayna Baszler and Candice LeRae was a good match. It was yeah. a good match they were having, and then you know Kyrie Sane comes out at the end to make the save. Ends up, uh, you know, they just they're making they're making uh, Shayna out to be a bully again. Yeah, well, I'm glad, but in bringing Kyrie Sane back into this because I like the fact that I mean because you know, they weren't going to go with Nikki. That okay, I always thought she was a logical choice, and like I said, they had the matches, so they're they're building her back up. Right, Nikki, I think is she's going to debut sooner than later on SmackDown. I love to see a part of Sanity. I mean, yeah. that, just to keep that that she's got to debut sooner than later on SmackDown. Yeah. And if she's on SmackDown, how could she not be attached to Sanity? Like, because they're there, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um. So the, you know. the scary thing is, she'd probably be more over than the rest of the group. Probably, she'd probably help the group get over. <laughs> yeah. In all reality. Yeah. Um. They're just like literally, you took a piece away from that puzzle, and the thing fell apart. Like, just put it back together, let it work like it was, and yeah. let's please fix them. 
because stop it. <laughs> um, uh, EC3 and Kona Reeves was fine. Um, I think EC3 is just, I mean, the dude oozes charisma. Yeah. And he's in great. My boy. He looks like he might have lost a little weight. He looks like he trimmed down a little. But yeah. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that like that my dude is looking cut. He's cut. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he's, you know, I mean, it's weird because I always thought like, he was like this taller guy, but he's like, no, he's just cut. And he's not, I mean, he's tall, but he's not that too. Yeah. He's not crazy yeah. tall. Yeah. The Kona yeah. Reeves guy is taller. Yeah. But um, that's a guy who could deal with being a little more cut. But, uh, man, EC3 is a cut, cut dude. And he looked at me moving a little quicker than I've seen him move recently. Yeah. So I think maybe he has dropped a little bit of weight. Um, you had Heavy heavy Machinery versus The Mighty. I'm going to say this. was a good match. And Heavy Machinery looked good. Uh, 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 Dozer, I can't ever pronounce his actual name. It's uh, Otis Dozovich. I always forget it. Do- Doze? Yeah, Dozovich. I always forget his name. But I'd call him Dozer. I think that's his nickname. Oh, just, yeah, Dozovich, yeah. And he, he, dude's been getting better. He's been working really hard and improving in the ring. I mean, you've, it's noticeable. And so he's put in a lot of work, so good for him. Um, those guys, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what they can do. Uh, Tucker Knight, always an impressive dude, the other guy on the team. Uh, yeah. I really like Heavy Machinery. They are a fun team. They're one of those teams that I feel like, almost like APA, like they can be fun and they can be believable ass kickers. Well, because their size and everything, they, they have that, but they, but they, they they move a little bit better. Oh, they move way better than APA. <laughs> you but, know. You know, they move way better, but that's because they're not at the tail end of their careers, yeah, yeah. hanging on to a tag team. Because you know, a singles probably ain't the best idea for uh, specifically for Farouk. But, yeah, uh, Farouk at the time, yeah, who knew what Bradshaw was going to turn out to be? But uh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, I tell you what. But but uh, that's the one thing I, I will give NXT credit for. Because and it's tough on SmackDown and Raw because I know you know it's always a story that Vince isn't the big tag team guy, but you do have some good tag team and some not so good but still like watchable teams in NXT. Absolutely, and stuff. You know, Mustache Mountain. I love Mustache Mountain. You shut your mouth. <laughs> They're amazing and their matches are amazing against the Undisputed Era. You stop it. They're one they had at the uh, at the at the, 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 the both their matches against the Undisputed Era when they won the titles when they lost the titles were amazing, and now they're taking them on in an actual takeover. I need it. I want it, Dave. You know, but like, look, 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 uh, Locaine and, and Birch and, and stuff. Who and Birch? You mean uh, Orkin? Orny is it? <laughs> Orny Lorkin? Or, or, yeah, Orny Lorkin. Did he call him Lorcane? Is that what he just called him? <laughs> and, and Birch, I mean, that team. And then. Uh... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Den, Den Yi, Birch, and uh, yeah. Oni Lorcan. Lorcane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those but yes, those guys. I mean, they're a good team. They're fun to watch too. Yeah, they're just, they, they, well, they could remind me of like a little bit like Tolly and Arn a little. Yeah, bit. a little bit, a little bit. You I know, get that vibe. You know, not so much. The, the selling factor was a little bit different because I wasn't crazy about that in the match. But well, the, but that's that style. I mean, that's those the Ring of Honor independent yeah. style. There's a little bit of chaos out there. Um, I will say this: I'm fine with the big high spots and stuff like that. The problem is this, and I get what they're going for. The match is a crescendo. Like the whole thing, it starts building up. Well, usually I'll say, I say this: they start out hot, they slow down for a minute, then they start building at the end, and the build keeps going and going and going yeah. and going and going. And I get it; they kick out of a lot of moves, and the, well, not even just the kicking out, because I think they've, to a degree, they've gotten to a point where they've limited the kickouts in certain aspects. But they get up quickly from moves that we think should put people down. Yeah, and I get that to a degree, but I also get what they're going for. They're like. We hit this big move, but it's going into this move, and the idea is to keep building you up and building you up and building you up. And if they spend 30 seconds laying on the ground or a minute laying on the ground, you, they've lost you. Yeah. You're not, that hype isn't there anymore. So they've got to keep things moving. But I also think that's something that we, in the tag team, sometimes we're missing it because in singles matches, I get that gripe more. 
tag team matches, I feel like sometimes we're overlooking the fact that one of the dudes is knocked out and is legitimately out yeah. for a little bit. And the other dude immediately hops in and keeps things going, and it turns into... So I think we forget sometimes, because the action never slows down, that one of the dudes is selling. And the other dude has taken over, so the action never stops, is the thing. And then the other dude gets back up. So I think sometimes we miss the fact that the dude's selling. Because it's, he's not the focus of the match at that moment. It's, it, I mean, it's the pattern, though. The, the tag matches, like if, if like in the old days, where you know you're waiting for that hot tag. Yeah, and that would come in. And sometimes, and sometimes you get the hot tag. Yeah. stuff would happen, and then it would slow down again, and then you you know, get the hot tag, and then the chaos, and then the finish and stuff. I mean, sometimes, and maybe that's you know, the issue with tag matches. Sometimes, well, that orders a little bit predictable. Not always, yeah. but yeah. but well, these guys you get the hot tags and everything. But like towards the end of the match, it's like there's a bit of a things start breaking down. Yeah. And it turns into chaos, and that leads towards the end of the match. But even some of it, like, and I'm not complaining because, like, the bar or He's like the, the Usos, uh, the New Day mm-hmm. had some, you know, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose before he got hurt. Yeah, had some great matches and stuff where you're like, oh, this is the end right here. They just hit this amazing move, and it's not, and it's not. Well, especially with Seth, he loves to do that. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, that Superplex Falcon Arrow combo should pin every single yeah, person yeah, on the planet. Like the match should be there over. There is no reason on God's green earth anybody should ever kick out of that move. Yeah, be- I've never understood that. <laughs> and, and, and that's where I get frustrated. Where it's like, okay, you're taking this devastating move. And you're devaluing the move. This is like after Jake Roberts like run, like the WWE was done, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden everybody's doing DDTs, right? And, but now they're all kicking out of it. Or but we all else. know that that's the trend in wrestling. Things yeah. become established moves, and then like I mean, I mean nowadays we all know the super kick is a move that everybody does, oh my gosh. and it's just it doesn't finish barely anybody anymore. No. But that's okay. We've now established that that's a move that doesn't finish you. And and, and, and Paul Heyman, not saying I'm a Paul Heyman guy, but when he did the podcast. With Steve Austin, yeah, uh, and if you haven't seen this, go back on the this network is a while and watch ago, it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he talked about how, how some of that has changed, where the DDTs change, and like the headlocks. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it's, if Mark Henry came out and put you in the headlock and just finished you off with that because you couldn't get out of his forearm, yeah, because of so much muscle that would make that make that move devastating. Again, you don't see right. these, you know, the headlocks or the lock. Uh, well, the, the and he's lockers. right, but I think that's the thing is you need to find a way. You need to find a way to make those moves devastating. Because the DDT, like you said, has kind of been devalued to the point where it seems like a normal move these days. Um, but again, a lot of that goes to, we had to look at ECW as well, that raised the bar of hitting people with oh. 30 shares and lighting people on fire. And, yeah, and then winning on the swing I mean, then how the hell was a DDT <laughs> going to beat you, you yeah, know, at yeah. that point? I mean, unless you're DDTing the, DDTing the guy through a chair onto the concrete in front of a truck, yeah, you know, that's yeah, upcoming. Through, through five tables. How the hell were you going to beat him? <laughs> um, so, logically, if you weren't going to use chairs and stuff, you had to do crazier moves. And I get it. I, I do understand that gripe. I wouldn't want the whole card to be that way. No. But I'm fine with there being matches that go like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I'm uh, Mick Foley's book, um, yeah. which is a great read. Which one? He's got more uh, the, than the one. first one that came out. Not the kid's book? No, not the kid's book. No, no, that's the one. Well, um, Was have, it Have a Nice Day? Have a Nice Day, yeah. 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 And um, it, where he talked about like going to the independent shows for like the first match, mm-hmm. where it was like, it was this way to hell too much, where you had you know people going through tables and all this stuff. Yes, yeah, so you know, You know, the first match, and like, how do you follow what it up? What do you do after that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, and, and back, you know, and it's it's tough now because, you know, you want every match to be great, but yeah. they purposely would put these, you know, the, the, let's say the boring matches, but the slower right. matches. After these these credible ones. Well, and I'll to- go ahead and say, too, that I think NXT benefits from the fact that they run two-hour pay-per-views. You know, their takeover events. 
That last one was way the hell more than two hours. It went over two, yeah. But generally speaking, they do two hours because, I mean, they're only usually like five matches. Yeah, yeah. It's usually five on the card. And 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 then. Love to have it be two hours. And then the thing is, it's like, it's when the with the four hour pay per view, there's no way they could keep that kind of momentum going the whole time. You just can't. The crowd will be exhausted. Hour and a half to two hours, a little more manageable. Yeah. You know? I mean, shoot, it's shorter than Raw, for Christ's sake. (laughs) You know? Um, but even, aren't they aren't they expanding their shows too? Isn't there talk about? There's I've, I've heard I've heard that rumor mill going around forever. I don't know if it's ever actually going to happen. I know they're starting NXT UK. Um, the smartest thing they could do would be not expand anything they're doing right now and just focus on that show. Yeah, because don't please. I don't I don't want any more. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want you to stretch your guy yourselves too thin. Don't oh, don't start a new show and increase the length of your other shows. That's just no. Let's not thunder this, please. So, um, in any event, so that's NXT, but it was a great show. Check it out if you haven't. Um, SummerSlam and 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 Takeover are gearing up to be great shows, man. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm excited. It's it's a lot of intrigue more. I mean, yeah. I mean the belt, but you know we had good build for the last pay per view and it sucked. And then it sucked. <laughs> it's terrible. So let's and hope then it one before that, you know, it was like eh, it, you know it was like oh this pay per view is not gonna be great, and it was like one of the better ones we've had in a while. Yeah. So so. Yeah. All right. So while uh, we've done all that, which means now it's time to get into the mailbag thing. Place, person, questions. All right. <clears throat> Let's see. Rifling through the mailbag here. I know we have a few. I seen them. I seen yeah, them well, myself. One came in a couple hours ago. Yeah. And then we had one from yesterday. I thought there was another one. All right. Maybe there's only two this time. That's fine. We got one here from Mr. Corey Parrish. Corey, how you doing out there? Uh, you know, I don't expect a five-star match every time I turn on WWE. I just want things to make sense. <laughs> well, you're watching the wrong show. It's crazy how a two-hour show has much more story than a three-hour show. While Raw wasn't necessarily terrible, a lot still doesn't make sense, like Balor and Corbin, Strowman and Reigns, and whatever the frick they're doing with Bailey and Sasha. While the Universal title picture isn't completely puke-worthy, I see what they are doing, and I just don't think it's going to work. SmackDown ha- really has it down. Becky finally in the title picture with Charlotte as well. The tag title picture, I really hope we get the bar versus the bludgeons. Uh, the WWE title picture, just as long as they don't suck the life out of it like they did with Nakamura. And, of course, DB and The Miz. This story has written itself so well, and I'm excited to see the payoff. I would take issue with a few things. I think the the WWE title feud got better with Nakamura as it went on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah I the think, last match was, was their best, and yeah. but they just kind of... I think uh, uh, they started out kind of meh on that. Yeah, I think the, the double finish. With I the, think adding Charlotte to the match actually kind of brings it down a peg for me, um, just because I was excited about the prospect of Becky having her own singles chance at the title. Um, but I don't know; it's, it's storytelling somewhere, so it's, yeah. it's going to make sense, hopefully. Um, Balor and Corbin. Here's the here's the problem. Balor and Corbin does make sense. It's just stupid. Oh, by the way, um, so the, he beats Balor on Raw, and then he assaults him afterwards. And I mean, he beat him up. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. He beat him up pretty good. Um, is this supposed to bring the demon back for SummerSlam? Oh, God. Like, here's my thing. It's not that, I mean, unless there was some stipulation. There's no stipulation here. You know, unless it's like, not that I'm aware you're going to get fired if I beat you kind of thing. Right. You know, the doghouse bit was fun. Well, you know what I could say, you know what I, you know what I could see happening is something along the lines of, um, Balor, like, or Corbin saying something along the lines of, um, oh, what is it? Um... Maybe just mocking Balor for, like, I beat you last week. I beat you up after the match. Assault him again this week. And then make a big deal out of how basically he's your 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, um, you know, and be like, just like, I have your number. You can't beat me. Blah, 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 blah. And make it to a point where Balor needs to step up his game. Cause, and I mean, Balor should even, I think there should even be kind of an introspective promo with Balor where he's, he's being interviewed in the back or something like that. And I would do it. And this is how I would do it. This is just me. Show him sitting somewhere off by himself, ignoring everybody. Right. Just kind of looking somber. Like he's really thinking, he's thinking hard about something. They go up to talk to him later. He doesn't want to answer questions. He finally gives you one answer. Um, I've, I've become complacent. Uh, I was having a good time, and I stopped trying as hard. And I've allowed people like Corbin to walk all over me, and that's over. You know, get serious, and then yeah. just walk away from the promo. Don't don't smile. Don't give me. Just walk away from the promo. And I wouldn't show Balor again until you see like, until SummerSlam. You can tease the demon maybe showing up, but I wouldn't show him again until SummerSlam when he shows up as the demon, if that's the case. Um, Strowman and Reigns, I thought actually made sense at this point. At this point, it makes sense. Before yeah. it didn't. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a pass on that one. Um, but yeah, if you want logic every week, you're watching the wrong show, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because because we pick it apart when we uh, yeah. when we see it or don't see it. Yep. Um, episode 60 from Christopher Williams. Both shows were okay. Glad the revival in the bar one. I agree. Yep. Someone should set up a GoFundMe for Baron Corbin so he can get some <laughs> wrestling gear. <laughs> uh, I agree. I still hate that he's wrestling in his pants and stuff. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Glad to see Charlotte Flair back. I mean, I'm glad she's back. Yeah, well, she had the, was it, was it the fix an implant or something? Or, something, yeah. Uh, uh, I think she year. actually had a couple of things at once yeah, go yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, just the, the, the good for her for working through everything, but yeah. damn, take a break. <laughs> but yeah, she. Uh, I'm glad to see her back as well. So, uh, man, kind of light this week in the mailbag. So seriously, don't leave us hanging next week, guys. We want to hear from you. ESPR at FM99.com. Speaking of next week, Dave. Yeah. Next week, big Ooh. show. Big show next week. It's a big show. Not it is. the big show. No, it's we're not. Show. I was going to say, because SummerSlam's when? End of the month, right? About two weeks from this weekend. Okay, so yeah, we're not not yet. Yeah. Um. So it's not the preview episode. It is the preview preview episode. <laughs> yeah. And as you know, we always make a big deal out of preview preview episodes. Absolutely. Um. We'll be talking about everything that's going on, the news and all that sort of stuff. But we are also going to have an interview with a special guest. Yeah. Now I will say this: we're actually going to speak to them because I'd like to get some. Of your, if you guys have any questions or anything like that you want to ask, we can try and work them into the interview and everything. Um. Send them to us. Espr at fm99.com. We will be speaking Monday afternoon with one, Mr. Drew McIntyre. So uh, if you want us to, t- you have any questions for that for that Scotsman, and you want to know anything, uh, please by all means send them into us again. ESPR at fm99.com. Of course, we'd also love to get other questions for you, topics, this, that, and the other. What do you think of SummerSlam? How it's building up so far? Um, do you have any memories of like the, these guys we just talked about in the, uh, earlier in the show? Nikolai Volkov, uh, Brian Christopher, um, uh, Brickhouse Brown. Yep. If you have memories of these guys, by all means send them in. We'd love to hear from you. But seriously, we just want to hear from you guys. So ESPR at FM99.com. And don't forget, find us on all your major podcast apps. Just search ESPR, and we will pop right up. And again, if you listen to us on iTunes, please, 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 in addition to sharing the show, which I know some of you do, but share the show, please, give us a five-star rating and a review. Help us move up those charts. It is the best way for us to get new listeners. So, uh, yeah, so that's that, Dave. Dave. Thanks for joining me. Hey, I'm back. (laughs) Hey, uh, I, I did see Jimmy Hart, by the way. Oh, cool. Up in Cooperstown. I was like 20 feet from him and stuff. He was signing autographs. Did he look the same as he's looked for 20, yeah, 30 years? Yeah, that dude does not yeah. age. Yeah. No. Well, he's kind of looked like leather for about 30 <laughs> years. So. so there's that. Yeah. Um. So, yes, yeah, so that's Eat, Sleep, Podcast, Repeat. Please join us next week for episode 61 when we will, oddly enough, eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. <laughs> <laughs>